0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast. This is your host Marnie and I am thrilled to finally have space with this beautiful woman Vicky Ishkandar of Five Elements Oracle and we are going to be talking about all things Feng Shui and metaphysics as well as her journey into a Western astrology and her new oracle deck that is coming out in october from hay house and let me just give you a little bit of background we've been we met kind of through instagram in a way which is always amazing that these connections happen virtually and then we get to meet in person um, via zoom for this podcast but let me give you a little background on vicky um, as we welcome her to the podcast so born in indonesia to parents of Chinese heritage, she grew up in a culturally diverse setting, rich in spiritual traditions and Taoist customs. And she started her metaphysics journey with Western astrology in 2000. After getting her MBA in marketing from NYU, she offers her daily astrological insights, a unique blend of Chinese and Western astrology, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and that you can find that at Five Elements Oracle. Since 2012, um, she's also based in Los Angeles and tuning in from Los Angeles right now, where she helps clients manifest personal and professional visions using a balanced, holistic approach that combines her knowledge of feng shui, Chinese astrology, and the ancient war of Chi Men Dong I'm gonna—I know I mispronounced that but I'm going to ask her to pronounce it with her background in business strategy and expertise in health and wellness by giving a unique energetic understanding of body-informed Qigong. Welcome to the program. I'm so excited you're here.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Marnie. It's been so nice to finally meet you.
0: (laughs) It is so nice to finally meet you, too. And uh, we have so much to talk about today because... We both agree that we are in a really special time on this planet and understanding what is happening and bringing true traditions um, that are rooted in beautiful, beautiful um, practices that can, like I believe, really, really help humanity right now navigate these perilous times. And so I wanted to ask a little bit about your background. I know I just mentioned it to the, to the audience and to everybody who's listening and for all of you tuning in today. Thank you. Uh, it's a perfect, perfect time since Venus just went direct and Jupiter went into retrograde. But to talk to Vicky and just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. So like you mentioned, I was born in Indonesia and I always feel blessed to be born in Indonesia With parents of Chinese heritage. And my experience growing up was just a mix of Chinese and Indonesian cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, So we observed Taoist customs, Buddhist festivals, you know, we celebrated Muslim and Catholic holidays. Mm -hmm. And um, I moved to the United States when I was 14. At 14, I suddenly just felt the urge to broaden my perspectives. (laughs) So I just left my hometown of Jakarta and to attend high school in California. Um, I had never been to the U.S. before uh, but I just knew when the plane landed that this felt like home and I think that was the first time I really felt you know inner knowing like this is home (laughs) welcome home and um, living most of my teenage years away far away from my parents taught me to be independent at an early age Mm -hmm. and From high school to college, I would spend summers back in Indonesia. And life was great. I had a great teenage years, you know, felt very privileged to have the opportunities to go to college when it's time to go to college and also grad school in New York. But it was after getting my MBA degree that that was the start of my journey into the world of metaphysics. And that was then started with Western astrology in um, 2000, which is the year of the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I think the year of the dragon is always very critical to everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I was feeling uncertain about my future despite um, having just graduated from a very good MBA program. So I was browsing at a neighborhood bookstore in LA when someone who turned out to be a professional astrologer asked me what I was looking for. And we ended up talking for more than an hour, and then she pointed out some serious astrology books, and these were books by Robert Han, uh, Marion D. March. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, I there were always astrology books or tarot laying around the house for some reason. So yeah. I was pretty familiar with you know with astrology but this time my gemini mind really soaked up the lessons from the books um i have five gemini planets including my sun my moon venus mercury so i learned really quick it was just a quick yeah. you know lessons in astrology yeah. and i learned that at the time i was under uh, a really intense pluto transit which completely stole the spotlight from my saturn return <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I always looked at Pluto as my main teacher of astrology, because mm. for about a decade, when it was in Sagittarius, it hit my five Gemini planets one by one, and of oh, and also my Mars in Pisces, you know, one by one, three times mm-hmm. each. You know, they go because they they hit, they go back. <laughs> right. So that was, um, yeah, that was a really um, that that was just. A decade of breakthroughs and transformation basically. And during these years so I moved back and forth between Indonesia, Singapore, Hong Kong um, and back to LA and also got certified um, to teach yoga and Qigong. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it wasn't until the next year of the dragon, 12 years later in 2012 that I decided to go deeper into Chinese metaphysics and answer the call of my ancestors basically.
0: that's gonna make me cry (laughs) uh...
1: (laughs) well and yeah i started with Pachu, which is the most um popular form of chinese astrology in asia and Mm -hmm. and, and followed by learning feng shui and then the I ching and the the ancient art of war that we call yes and
0: that
1: was yes that was also the year that i started posting daily astrology guidance um uh, on social media at Five Elements Oracle. Mm-hmm. So, so a few years later, after five years of coaching my metaphysics clients on the site as a hustle, side hustle, I quit my role as a digital marketing consultant and founded Functional Feng Shui to focus on helping clients um, thrive using Chinese metaphysics. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, what a journey. Thank you for sharing all of that. Because I, I see myself in you so much too. I think I have I have five planets in Libra and Venus, so it's, I'm very. I think I
1: think that's how we get along. It's the air sign. <laughs> we
0: <We're laughs> We both have our MBAs, also, which is great. And so we have a a, a big capacity for an appreciation for higher learning and uh, always trying to find the truth. And I do have a lot of Gemini, but I love how you know bringing in the symbolism and also like understanding these traditions and we're going to go into this a little bit of um really just how enormous they are and sometimes da- daunting in an, in a daunting sorry in a lot of ways because you know when i think of feng shui like i probably there's many different um modalities of understanding like energy and how how five elements work within a context of healing and a context of setting up your, your home and your room and your business and stuff. And we were going to go into that a little bit of how challenging it can be. And then also like how watered down it has become in terms of uh, a true, beautiful practice. And I feel there is, um, a lot of that happening as we move into this Aquarian age of uh, so much information. Uh, information that's that's full of breath and like really deep in knowledge and some that are just going to skirt the top of it you know like a little sprinkle on the top which I sometimes feel Instagram is in a lot of ways through AI is like just a brief introduction but honestly like as you know it requires a lifelong learning and uh, commitment to the practice and to maintaining your skill set and What is it that brought you to the I know you said there's definitely like Taoist traditions as well as Chinese metaphysics and Western astrology. And there's a nice, beautiful combination of all three of these major, I mean, bodies of work, which is those are Mm -hmm. big bodies of work to try to bring together. And um, how do you feel? you brought these all together or maybe even why these three in particular really like just spoke spoke to you
1: well well with western astrology it was personal experience you know dealing with a pluto transit i mean with six pluto transits back to back that was um i think that was a really big lessons of transformation and my life was basically turned upside down so for me you know in if it wasn't for astrology, I would probably would not have done very well, basically. because And yeah. I know that a lot of people need guidance. And to me, yeah. knowing what I went through and how how learning astrology literally just guided me and saved, you know, I mean, saved my life, basically. Because it's such a, you know, it, it gives you hope, you know, that, yeah, you're going to get out of this, <laughs> you know, yeah. come up better. so. Yeah. But to me, the Western astrology and, and also the Chinese astrology, when, when, when you understand that there are things outside your control, right? And then that, the Taoism is about surrendering and, you know, it's about following the way, you know, that, you know, that, and not to force anything basically to just letting things happen. Um, That basically, you know, life has a way of working itself out and to have faith and, um, and also to, you know, and then also Pluto, I think, really teaches you to really learn by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so does Chinese astrology. Because knowing mm-hmm. all these elements and then uh, knowing um knowing how and no well for me, writing writing my daily um daily astrology was a really great lesson in observation of how the elements work. Mm-hmm um and how how they work i mean how how they work in the world and how they work how they apply to me personally and how they affect the whole world so to me you know it's it's um the elements basically are very um they're they're very telling so they can't lie you know Yeah. So to me, it's just knowing, knowing about, you know, knowing about what's going on and that, that really gives you that, that also makes you a better person. Because if, you know, you know that today, well, today the elements aren't, you know, the the elements are clashing today and, you know, probably people will be clashing too. So just, you know, be gentle and be kind to yourself, be kind to people. So to me, I think that, that makes, that makes us a better person when we know that. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the goal. <laughs> it's just yeah, your person, right, and to be able to navigate these times. And how do you feel um, your the Chinese astrology and Western astrology like intersect? Like, do they intersect in any way? Is it too much to try to understand that whole language and then the language of Western and the language of of Chinese, or is it possible, or is it through the five elements that we can integrate these two modalities?
1: Um, Well, you can really compare them, like, you know, it's basically almost like an apple, comparing apples to oranges, but then they also intersect in the way that, let's say the Chinese five element, each of the element is related to the planet. So like water is related to Mercury. So that's also about communication. Mm-hmm. And metal is related to Venus, so that's about beauty. Um, mm-hmm. But metal, metal itself is a very, it's a very interesting element. I think that a lot of people, a lot of people don't really understand it because it, it's Venus in one way, and then it's also sharp like a warrior in yeah. another way. Yes. So,
0: yeah. I know. I had a, I had a professor tell me, um, Venus, because I have so much Venus, is like an iron fist in a velvet glove.
1: <laughs> well well she's fierce, right? I think Venus can be very fierce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, the Chinese calendar, well, there one of the Chinese calendars, which is the solar calendars, also follows closely, you know, with the with the zodiac, right? With the Western astrology, you know, with the red with the regular with the sun calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, although it falls right in the middle so instead of you know zero degree leo it's you know like a sign like like a month usually falls from 15 degree leo let's say right now we're 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 still and we're in virgo season but we're not yet 15 degree i think yeah we're almost there so but when we enter 15 degree virgo then you know that means that we've entered a new solar month in chinese astrology Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so it is possible to incorporate both of these and i think you know watching your posts and um if any of you you know please follow her work on five elements oracle you can see that she combines a way to bring in the western and east you know and chinese together so it's very interesting to 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 witness yourself like exploring yourself with this new lens of understanding and i think this is the new way of how we all take different traditions to see what works for us and we were talking about this a little bit earlier like kundalini you know follows vedic vedic astrology and i dabbled in vedic astrology and i still do to a point but you know i always kind of go back to western um, mainly because that seems to be the majority of understanding for people but there's so much more to explore like even burmese astrology is very different than than any other Asian astrology I've learned about, um, and it's very complex. So, can you tell us a little bit more about the five Chinese elements?
1: Yeah, so so I would use. I usually start with wood because wood is considered the beginning. So, and then it's the element of spring, and wood is associated with Jupiter. So when we're so spring is the season of growth, season of renewal. Season of new beginnings, and then wood produces fire. So fire, so wood leads us into fire season, which is summer. Mm-hmm. And fire element is is an expansion, it's very expansive. Mm-hmm. Um, fire is also the element of spirituality, mm-hmm. and um, it's associated with Mars. Mm-hmm. And summer leads us into earth season which is the late summer season so earth is actually a very interesting element because earth is the in-between element when mm-hmm. it comes to season so every season we you know we start with spring two two months of woods um in february and march and mm-hmm. then april we have an earth month basically which is the month of the dragon mm-hmm. and then followed by months of uh, fire element and then we have another earth element which is of summer which is the the sheep or the goat mm-hmm. and then we have um fall which is um metal mm-hmm. so, so earth produces metal mm-hmm. and metal is associated with um venus like we mentioned before Actually, right? mm-hmm. so let's go back to earth because i didn't mention so earth is associated yep. with saturn so okay. and also mother earth so earth is basically mother earth
0: <laughs> yes
1: yes and yeah. there's a lot of I think a lot of people confuse earth with wood element because wood is about it's trees and flowers
0: mm-hmm. so wood
1: is you know the forest and it's like when people say let's take a walk in the woods well it's wood element mm. but wood gr- grows up right so wood the energy yeah. of wood goes upwards um, and the energy of earth goes down mm-hmm. so so it's grounding for for earth element. Mm-hmm. whereas uh, wood element is very it's kind of it's uplifting but not a, not as uplifting as fire but it's 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 um, you know it it lifts us up so it inspires us yes so it's the element of creativity so so after earth we have metal which is um fall season and associated with venus and metal is also the element of mystery and mm-hmm. element of spirit i think a lot of people don't really understand metal because it is the most mysterious element. (laughs) So so it just, it just, that's the nature of it basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then metal produces water. So water, water is winter season Mm -hmm. and it's um, related to mercury. Mm -hmm. And it's the season when we're, you know, it's a yin season. So starting from fall, which is metal element to winter, it's a very yin season. Mm -hmm. Whereas, Spring and summer are very young in nature. Mm -hmm. So those are the five elements. Thank you. And are they? Do they follow
0: like a yin yang, yin yang energy? Like does a does a season correlate to a feminine and then a masculine, or is it all mixed?
1: Well, in general, the so the so the. Summer, spring and summer are very young season. Mm-hmm. And then fall and winter are yin season. But then if you divide it further, so each each month can be yin or yang. So we start with spring. We start with a very young spring, basically in February. And that's the month of the tiger, which is uh, young wood. And mm-hmm. then it, and then the rabbit follows, which is yin wood. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it, it and you know, in in Taoism, yin always evolves into yang, so it's always you know one so so one always follows the other. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So it does go yin yang, yin, yang, yin, yang, like for the whole twelve
1: mm-hmm. months
0: of the yeah, year. Yeah, I would
1: say more yang yin, yang yin. <laughs> yang yang. yang. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this cosmic
0: dance that we're having of like moving, you know, feminine, masculine, feminine, masculine, and and um but then also like you said we start with can we go over the 12 the 12 signs in chinese
1: um yeah yeah we can do that i'm actually going to grab your well just so that i don't skip one
0: (laughs) i know just to make sure
1: so in terms of the chinese zodiac yeah i mean we we usually start with the red so so that and then this is how my Chinese five elements oracle are organized, and this is how the the sixty pillars are basically organized. So you mm-hmm. you start with wood, you know, since wood is the first element, and that's young wood, and then we and then we and then in the animal side we start with rat as the first animal, first animal sign in Chinese zodiac. So the rat is a water sign. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's the sign that um, that comes in December, mm-hmm. and the red follow is followed by the ox. So the ox is a yin earth sign, and it comes in January. Mm. And it just which is interesting, right? Because the ox, because January is a Capricorn, and that's also a Saturn. You know, that's a Saturn sign.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting.
1: Yeah. And after the ox, we have the tiger, which is a young wood sign and tiger followed by the rabbit Mm -hmm. and the dragon follows the rabbit. Um, 2024 is the year of the dragon. So that's going to be a big year coming up. We have the snake after the dragon followed by Mm -hmm. the horse and then Mm -hmm. the sheep. Um, and then we have the monkey. And the rooster, which I have started to call the bird, because yeah, I just thought after writing about it, you know, after writing about the rooster for years, you know, and and then knowing that it's a yin metal sign, um, mm-hmm. it just does it just does it doesn't feel aligned energetically, because yeah. rooster seems very young, right, very masculine. Yes, and certain, um, well, certain. A st- uh certain like i think tibetan and 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 nepal is it uh, astrology would also refer to rooster as the bird so mm-hmm. yeah. and so I started calling it the bird i just feel that the bird gives it more um gives the energy has the yin metal energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that's actually, it's actually um and I well the energetic difference is, is even more pronounced as I was doing the oracle cards because I started Doing the oracle cards, writing it as a rooster, and it just didn't feel right. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: so we, I feel it's more like a phoenix. I think in Burmese, yeah. it's like like Hinda energy. It's like the mythical bird energy, the mythical phoenix energy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the and the rooster and the dragon are what we call a soulmate. Really, they have a soulmate, or or what we call a secret friend relationship, mm-hmm. but then. The dragon celestial soulmate is is the phoenix. Mhm. So it is, you know, it's more of a bird energy.
0: Good catch there. I'm so happy you put that in there. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the bird is followed by the dog, and then the dog is a young earth sign. So that's the 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 sign in between fall and winter. Mhm. And after the dog comes the pig, which is the first sign of winter. Mm-hmm. And that's also the last sign before the rat returns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you for saying that. And you can all, everybody who's listening, you can learn more about your Chinese sign and um, learning more about Chinese esoteric wisdom. You can go to Vicki's website, which is her full name. And let me just. Let me just read that out really fast so I don't make a mistake, but it's V-I-C-K-I-I-S-K-A-N-D-A-R.com. And let's let's go into, um, thank you for going over just the basics because I know there's a lot to cover, but we want to make sure we stay focused too, which is um, some of the challenges that you see right now you know happening in our world and as you mentioned already the year of the dragon 2024 i can't believe we're in september already it's absolutely mind blowing and watching what's happened this year all over the world but you know really like what what do you feel is the biggest challenge that um that you kind of see as, as, you know, as an expert in this, but also knowing what's, what's ahead for us and how can we prepare for that in ways. And then we can talk about your beautiful new deck that's coming out from Hay House in October and how listeners of this can get some special bonus prizes if they pre-order. But let's go into some challenges right now.
1: So the challenge, well, well, we talked about going into a new period So in Chinese metaphysics, we're actually 2024 is the official start of a new period, 20 year cycle that we call the age of nine or period nine. And Mm -hmm. it's a period that's um, that's associated with the fire trigram and the fire trigram itself is uh, it's uh, associated with the heart Mm -hmm. and joy. And also the middle sister, which in the modern interpretation it's associated with um middle-aged women. So it's it's a very yin period. So mm-hmm. this is compared to the last 20 years that we've gone through. So so in the past 20 years, we're we've been in this period called the age of eight, which is associated with knowledge, and also the little brother, which translates in modern terms to to useful males basically like the you know the bro energy so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know you can see you can see like what's going on in the past 20 years this is when internet you know when the digital um, the digital world starts taking shape right when you right. know Facebook and um, Twitter Instagram all started becoming popular, mm-hmm. and becoming a way of life and Facebook Actually, was started at the very start of period eight, which is in you know, a very wow. interesting in February twenty uh, in February two thousand four. Mm-hmm. So, so it's been very it's been about masculine energy in the past twenty years, and we're entering a period where it's going to be more you know with the divine feminine rising, and also with uh, with the age of nine. There's also it's also about spirituality, so the age of nine is basically we can expect more spirituality, more more open hearted, um, you know, more more ener- energetic, basically like um, more open hearts or more heart heart oriented positions like heart oriented jobs or energy healing. So it's it's a lot more. It's a lot more fluid, you know, like fire is very, fire, fire is very fluid. I mean, that's water, (laughs) but but yeah, but, but basically uh, with, with this, we can expect the rise of feminine energy after 20 years of masculine energy in the age of eight. And also in terms of feng shui, you know, a lot of there a lot of buildings in Asia are undergoing renovations right now to adapt to period nine. And mm-hmm. you know, this is and uh, Feng Shui is not very it's not doesn't work like that here in the states. So you, we don't see that going on. But then, but then, um, you can expect basically to see a lot of changes in the environment with mm-hmm. the age of nine. Mm-hmm.
0: And this age is going to start February of
1: twenty twenty four. Officially starts. Although we've been transitioning into the yeah. period into okay. the age of nine <laughs> since. <laughs> Since Saturn conjunct Jupiter, actually, it's not like like we wake up one day and it goes to another period, right? So (laughs) there's always like (laughs) the two periods intermingling. Um, And yeah, at the age of nine, we've been transitioning since Saturn conjunct Jupiter in December 2020. Mm -hmm. And then you can see basically the past three years, there's just a lot of fluctuations. lot of shifts. I mean, it's, yeah, so it's, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see more, more of a settling of the energy.
0: But then Mm -hmm. again,
1: you know, fire, fire trigram. the fire element is not exactly stable, right? Fire, just, you know, it's,
0: well, you think of COVID, right? I mean, that's when we started COVID and everybody was in,
1: Yeah, into the
0: history of the void for two years at least right and we're still recovering from that in many ways but I do know that a lot of people had major awakenings during that time Um, but always like just like I feel like this whole world is putting out fires you know with the Maui fires and
1: Mm -hmm. everything that's
0: happening in, in Myanmar right now with the war and people losing their homes and their lives and Um, with the military coup that's over there, and then with the Ukraine and with Syria. And and that's just, you know, what the media is mentioning right now. But even that, there's still way more of the floods that are happening and the rain that's happening, and there's fires everywhere. I just, you know, that there's so much, like, explosions and volcanoes going off. Even in Indonesia and Bali, there was one last week or two weeks ago. Right you know, and on the big island, we had a re the ring of fire is like happening all over. And, you know, um, it, I think in New Zealand also, so there's a lot of just climate crisis yeah. happening, political yeah. crisis happening, economic crisis happening, um, education, school shootings in the US happening. So there's many, many layers of suffering, as we call it. And Sometimes I think, like you mentioned, personally, how important Western astrology was for you. And I can say that for me, too. It's like giving yourself a roadmap to follow. And when this comes into your life and these kind of really intelligent designs of um, navigating yourself, they are very beneficial to then bring in, like you said, the other more altruistic natures of the heart. Right. Compassionate loving kindness, sympathetic joy, gratitude, mm-hmm. hope, even. Um, but, like, how are, else are we going to get through these times? Like, these are these, these, skillful right. you know, as my teacher, Jack Kornfield always says, like, these are the skillful means to navigate these times. And, right. and so my whole post today was about resilience and compassion, you know, quoting my other teacher, Joanna Macy, um, eco psychologist, but you know, how to navigate these times. And when we understand that, wow, there is a new chunk of 20 year period happening that's governed from Chinese, you know, um, mythologies as well as astrology. And a lot of Asia is like you said, run on a lot of these systems and um, people navigate their everyday lives off of these systems. And so it really, it then creates a collective consciousness you know, within environments and neighborhoods and within these systems of how they're run. And, um, I feel very different being over here in Thailand, you know, close to my Burmese heritage and close to the temples and close to Buddhism and people being really kind and very compassionate and smiling and not that people in Hawaii aren't like that, but they're dealing with a different kind of Mm -hmm. trauma right now. And, um, I just noticed my whole nervous system is very, very different here, even than it is in Hawaii or even as it is in the States. When we, when I lived in San Francisco and my father's from Long Beach area and went to UCLA. And, um, you know, even in, in that, it's like there's so many different kind of layers of living right now that people yeah, are and to...
1: Well, and the age of nine also highlights spirituality. So, so that's you know it's it will be the next 20 years basically it's very critical to get in touch with the spirituality with the spiritual side because mm-hmm. there's just going to be so many changes you know the climate changes and just things that really test the heart um mm-hmm. and another thing and also this is one thing that that i that that always that i was focused on when i was creating the oracle um it's also very important in the next 20 years that we're able to cultivate inner joy mm-hmm. uh, because the more we can cultivate it the more we we'll, we can thrive in the next 20 years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the cards in the oracle contain light and i'm hoping you know i hope that the more people work with the oracle the more it will bring light into their heart mm. but yeah joy, joy is the key to raising our frequency which is mm-hmm. especially critical in the next 20 years mm-hmm and it's it it takes a lot of self-work to keep our frequency high so the further down someone is the more work it will take to climb back up Mm -hmm. so it's yeah so i i just can't can't stress more you know i can't basically it's just so important right now to really work on the inner joy and the thing is we are just entering the age of nine but then after the age of nine in 2044 which is 20 years from now or mm-hmm. yeah it over mm-hmm. 20 years from now it will be the age of one which is um, a water trigram and it's wow. the opposite of fire so so I think it will be it will be very um challenging for those who we're not able to cultivate inner joy to really feel happy in the age of one, basically. Because H of one, water is also associated with fear. Mm-hmm. So it will be, we can, ex, you know, basically the world will run on more fears. And mm. and the only thing that stokes, you know, the heart is basically inner joy. That yes. stokes the fire within. Mm-hmm. Is, is water... In Chinese elements,
0: like, are all of the elements connected to a yin or yang?
1: Um, Well, there's yin water and there's yang water. But okay. then for the trigram, if we talk about the trigram itself, the water trigram, it's a yang trigram. Okay. Whereas, whereas the fire trigram is a yin trigram. Aha. Uh-huh. It's so complex, but I love it.
0: <laughs> and I hope everybody out there is just so excited about learning about, about this because um, as Vicki and I were talking earlier, there's so much that's wanting to be birthed from within everybody on this right now, especially if you're listening to this podcast, like, you know, there's something that you're here to do. Like you have a mission and you have a purpose and, and Vicki was just able to really birth one of these amazing, amazing dreams within herself, which is this new Oracle deck. And I'm so grateful to you and all the hard work of making this come into published form. And I want to talk about this Oracle deck, which is the Chinese Five Elements Oracle. And You got to do this along with Hay House and it's printed and it is for pre-order right now. But when I'm looking through it and I'm going to post some pictures on it, it's just so beautiful. I can't wait to get a deck here in Thailand. Um, But mainly it's grounded in traditional theories and Taoist wisdom and channeled through a modern perspective. These 60 cards provide insight of the past, present and future and they carry a universal energy of the Chinese five elements, which is also a oh, containing energetic insight of informed Qigong, ancestral wisdom, Chinese mythology, and sacred symbols. So this is um, 60 combinations of the five elements and 12 animal signs of the Chinese zodiac, designed to be easy to use, holds many layers of embedded meaning in each card so that you can begin to learn or let go into deeper Chinese metaphysics.
1: Yeah, so the cards so the cards are embedded with symbols and hidden elements. So, you know, it's actually it will be fun for those who are already experts in Chinese astrology, because they probably can look they look at the card like like, let's say the fire snake, and they see that the snake itself contains a lot of hidden elements in the snake um and then it's also educational for those who are really interested in learning chinese astrology Mm -hmm. and and one thing about the cards too many of the cards can also be used as protection for yourself or your home since the images carry the energies of the elements and the animal signs so for example like all the dragon cards are very protective you know, it's always it's always an aus- it's always auspicious to carry the dragon with you. And I think you know what? Just take a card and put it in your purse to give yes. you dragon power.
0: <laughs> yes. I just did a post on dragon. I don't know if you saw it, but there's so much dragon energy here in Thailand and the temples. I always feel oh, yeah. like surrounded by dragons everywhere over here. So very supportive.
1: Yeah, yeah and well in 2024. The phoenix will be a powerful symbol to carry since the dragon and the phoenix are celestial soul soulmates in Chinese astrology. And I knew, well, I mean, and of course, the cover of my oracle is the phoenix. <laughs>
0: of course, it's so beautiful. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Like the artwork is done by Candice Sun, who's a Singapore Malaysian artist,
1: right? She's beautiful. from Singapore. She's and she's Singapore. in Hawaii. She lives in Hawaii now.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so great. Look how we're all coming together in all these <laughs> ways of intersecting. I I love it. And um, how do people use the cards in particular? Do you – is there – I'm sure there's amazing instruction in there, but are the, Are you just pulling cards every day or is it there – You can do that. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can, you can pull a card every day um, or I – provided a couple of spreads in the in the guidebook Mm -hmm. and you know you can also meditate on the card that applies to you basically just choose the card that that you feel called to and yeah meditate on it like or like let's say the fire dragon or next next year is the wood dragon and that's actually one of my favorite cards because it's such a powerful feature powerful drawing of a dragon coming out of a banyan tree I think I posted that last week I don't know if you saw yeah. that yes. but yeah but just it just reminded me of you know of Lahaina is that how you say it uh, yeah it's the banyan tree, you know, just in the dragon so and it's yeah it, it I mean the, all the divine channeling basically are just you know you just never know what what comes basically hmm
0: and the the sorry, I don't know if you said this already, but the dragon year is it a wood dragon for twenty years wood or dragon for twenty it's, years
1: no, it's the wood dragon for next year twenty twenty
0: four for twenty twenty four uh the yeah. nine is the one that's for the next year the twenty, 20
1: years. years right right so mm-hmm. so so when we enter the wood dragon year on february fourth twenty twenty four that's the official start of period nine. Mm, okay. Although yeah. I, think, I think we're already in it, and then one of the, one of the markings, so you know, one of yeah, of period nine is basically the rise of feminine power mm-hmm. in politics and business, and we you know we're already seeing a lot of that.
0: Yes, absolutely, we're seeing it all over. So I agree with you. I I know we're in it, and you know, being in a women's studies program and feeling the fire every day as we go to class of women's empowerment, but also just, you know, correcting the wrongs and rewriting history. And I really appreciate even you saying, you know, I'm going to rewrite this in terms of the rooster is really the mythical bird of like the Phoenix, you know, is, I mean, those are like those those poignant times and that, that we recognize while history has been writing been written or created in, in one lens and opening that up for the divine feminine to spring forward mm-hmm. is really important. And a lot of the work that I'm do is like all about that. And so publishing in that way. So I really appreciate it. And if anybody is really feeling this call for this Oracle deck, which I can tell you is so beautiful, Vicki's offering a special pre-order um, gift right now. Can you mention that really
1: yeah, so I've been preparing a few pre order gifts, including a video on how to raise your frequency, which is something we all need in the age of nine. Mm-hmm. And also, there's also a PDF on how to shift your frequency using the elements, using the five elements for yourself and your home. Mm-hmm. And also, there will also be a video on the chi, how to cultivate chi. And the first of the two pre-order gifts will be sent this week, um, on the seventh and the eighth, which is success days. So success days are my fi- my favorite days in the Chinese calendar because these are the days that that the potential for success in the future are really high. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, you know, I I like to I like to do all my most important actions on success days. And there's only you know it comes every. 12 days and sometimes it's comes, I mean, sometimes it's consecutive. So so this week we have two consecutive success days. So I'll be sending two gifts this week. Perfect. And you I can go that. to my website too for the information how to claim the bonus gifts. Basically, you just have to fill up a form. <laughs>
0: yes. And I think I saw your code for your order of of the... The pre order copy. And where else can they pre order? They can pre order this on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, which is BAM, B A M! exclamation Waterstones, Booktopia, Indigo. Um, and you can find all of these on her website, which is Vickyiskandar.com, V I C K I I S K A N D A R.com. Find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Five Elements Oracle. And really want to just thank you so much for tuning in today on this beautiful, beautiful day and for having this conversation, which I feel there's going to be many more conversations and maybe we can do some episodes more about this. But I know you're going to be very busy with all of this launching and It does go into um, major bookstores and everything, I believe, after October, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you're, well, if you're in Asia, I think Barnes & Noble would be the best bet. And then those in Europe, probably Waterstones because they ship from the U.K. Yes. For the U.S., it's Barnes & Noble and Amazon and Books A Million. Yeah. Canada, I think, will be Indigo. Yeah, and Australia can go to the Booktopia.
0: Booktopia, amazing
1: thank you so much Vicki. any last thank words you. you'd like to
0: say and share with uh, with the listeners out there
1: um you know I think for those four people who are interested in how to get published I would really highly recommend enrolling in one of the Hay House writing workshops because this is how I got my oracle deck done basically I won the writing contest two wow. years ago and to me you know it was just it was such a wonderful gift from the universe but but it wouldn't have happened if I didn't enroll in their writing workshop and also they also have this writer's community where people where the members can submit a proposal so I Mm -hmm. think it's yeah yeah it's a great community so that's just something I'd like to share because I'm just so happy that to get this oracle card out in the world (laughs)
0: Yeah, big shout out to Hay House and Louise Hay. And I'm a huge fan of of everything that they've done for many, many, many years. And what a way to to have that connection and to bring your work out into the world with that much kind of backing and support. It's so needed. And the alignment is definitely from your ancestors to make sure that you are protected and supported. And like you said, in a strong community that you can get your work out the way that you want and have agency around that and be able to choose, you know, who you work with and how it looks and designed and when, I mean, all of it is, is, is a complex system in itself. And maybe we'll do an episode on publishing, but, but for now, just understanding Chinese metaphysics and, you know, Taoist tradition and Western astrology and everything that Vicky is all about and Feng Shui, like, please follow her. And, you'll learn so much and we are very, very blessed to have you on this planet. So thank you. Thank you for all you do.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for, for this opportunity. And I'm just, I'm just so happy to, you know, to catch up with you too. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Golden Thread podcast
0: and stay tuned for more podcasts. Please follow, like, and share.